Why do you say that, Father? You aren't afraid, are you? No. But I respect some of the superstitions of others. Often, they are founded in fact. Broadcasting live from our Sanctum Sanctorum in Venice, California. This is the Sixth Sense Society. I'm your host, Krista, here with our producer, Michael. And today we start off 2022 with predictions and guest numerologist, Carrie Jane. Uh, we've had her on this show before, and she is a numerologist dedicated to consciousness and transformation. Uh, so we're really excited. Michael is also, and I are going to, we're going to, you know, sort of, join in with the predictions for 2022. So we're really excited to be back and uh, with you all. But before we get started, Michael has a few announcements. Hi, everybody, and welcome back. And we're glad to be back for season number four. So we've got three in the books, and now we're starting our fourth one. So it's exciting, and we're happy to keep going with you guys. Um, we've got lots of great shows coming up. We're still planning a few. Next week in particular, we're going to have the history of the Book of the Law by Alistair Crowley with uh, our great friend and occultist, Lon Milo Duquette. So you guys definitely want to watch that one for sure. Um, get all the information on our website, sixcentsociety.com, S-A-X-T-H. And while you're there, buy us a coffee on Ko-Fi if you can afford it. Um, and if not, we still love you. So tune in anyway. We want to keep this commercial free and not just for those who can pay. And um, subscribe to our newsletter. It just went out. And uh, one of the things you'll find in our newsletter is that Krista's doing a horoscope special so for January. So hopefully she'll tell us a little bit about that before we kick into the show. Um, so I'm not going to take up too much of your time. And um, let's get right into it. So take it away, Krista. Great. Thank you. And yes, I'll mention that I'm doing every January I do this tarot spread. It's called the horoscope spread. And it's based on the astrology houses using the tarot. It's a lot of fun. I look at 2022 for you. Uh, if you book it before the 10th for any day in January, you get 10% off, but I'll be doing it all of January, but it's the only month I do it. So it's a lot of fun. So anyway, let's get going here. So welcome, Carrie. Hi, thank you so much uh, for having me on here and congratulations on your uh, fourth season. That's really cool. Thank you. We're, we're, you know, excited. It's, it's been, uh, you know, it's been a blast, really. I've learned so much and we've met the coolest people. I have to say I'm feeling very fortunate about that, including you. And we like having, you know, people come back so people can get to know them a lot more, too. But uh, thanks so much for agreeing to do this show with us. It's the first year we've had uh, anyone else with the prediction. So that'll be a lot of fun. So why don't we get started um, with uh, what we think is going to be going on, generally speaking, with 2022. I thought it might be nice maybe to make some general statements before we go into different topics. So what do you think? What would you like to start with, Carrie? Well, it, that's a good question. <laughs> um, we could start out from the big picture and zoom in or vice versa. I think uh, what I would like to just briefly mention right now uh, is... Just taking some vitals, I guess, on, on where we are exactly right now. And that is because we just had a very chaotic year. We just had 2021. That's number five. That's a time of immense change, entropy. It's, it's chaotic. Uh, and I know a lot of people, including myself, who are downright exhausted. So I just, if anyone's watching this right now who feels exhausted, you're not alone. I just mm -hmm. want to say that right now. And fun tip, if your uh, birthday adds up to the number nine, so the just the month and the day, you're going through that personal cycle as well in your own life. It's not just the global cycle, it's your own life. That's how it is for me. That makes my job easier, but also I'm going with this along with everyone else. And last year was exhausting. It wasn't necessarily a bad year, but it was a lot. Uh, a lot happened in a short amount of time. And now we're entering the sixth year. And the sixth is all about healing. It's about uh, domestics. It's about overall, hopefully, 
harmonization and peace and healing is very messy. So I think we're weary. <laughs> I think a lot of us are very tired right now. Uh, of course, for every single person, this is going to look like something different. You know, we're all going through our own unique cycles, etc. But this is kind of like the vitals of the world right now. And uh, as I've told you guys before, we, we move through cycles of one through nine. And so now we're at the number six. And something to take note of too, is that we're in the end of the middle, if that makes any sense. So I, I would describe one, two, three years as a chunk, and then four, five, six as a chunk, that's the middle, seven, eight, nine, et cetera, on the end. And we're coming to the end of the middle. And uh, I've mentioned this before in my, my other videos, my forecast videos and my monthlies, it's like, it just feels like, I, I'm not sure if we've chosen a path yet. I think that there's some sort of decision that either we need all make in our personal lives or as a collective, I, I, it still feels like it could go this way or, or that way. It's very strange. It's hard to pin down. I hope by the end of this year, we're able to pin something down so that something can happen, whether it's, hopefully it's healing. Uh, hopefully it's it's something like that. So that's that's the, the gist of where I'm at right now with this year. So Michael, do you have any sort of impressions initially you want to share? Just then we'll go and then jump into the details. Yeah, I, I think I took a quick look at it. Um, and I think I agree a lot with what Carrie's saying. I think that we definitely see a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel. I think a lot of that will be next year more so than this year. So I think she's right. This is the, the tailing away now of some of those energies have been going through. And, and I think that there's going to be some positive stuff as a result of that, things getting better. But I also think there's still going to be some chaos and some uncertainties and ups and downs. So I think it's still going to be a little bit of a roller coaster kind of a year. Um, but I do think also at the same time that there is potential for a lot of success and a lot of things to get accomplished as well. So I don't think it's all doom and gloom and bleak. Um, but I, I do think, yes, I think it's going to be a, a getting better and moving in the right direction, but still a little bit of chaos and a little bit of roller coaster. I totally agree. That was my initial uh, statement I was going to make, that there is some improvement in 2022, but it was kind of a mix. It's a kind of a mix of healing and some of the same themes that we've been going through over the last at least two years, actually probably more for the United States because of our Pluto return. Um, so I found there's like this mix of stability and change and um, unrest and, and healing too is definitely a prominent energy. And then we'll go into some of the, you know, each of us have sort of different areas we're kind of drawn to, I think. And uh, so we'll talk about that. And, and for me, maybe some of the months that I see some of the older stuff uh, resurfacing. But I, I agree with that, that it's it's not all, you know, kind of fixed this year. <laughs> but there is some things that are developing that I think are positive. And, I, and the exhaustion, I think that's a really good point that and that maybe it isn't a year necessarily where you want to push all the time. So let's think about some of the, the areas we'd like to talk about. Did you have anything that you wanted to share, like an interest of yours or a category, Carrie? Oh, that is, <laughs> there's, there's so much to talk about that I'm trying to just like pick one little section. Um, I think that a neat tidbit uh, to just kind of start off with is for anyone who's watching right now in January, uh, we, first of all, the transition from November to January of any year is extremely interesting. And that's because November, uh, sorry, October, you, you kind of like start to sense the next year. And then in November, the month, you know, is, is the same month globally as it is in January, except in January, now you're in a new year. So what I recommend to everyone is to look at where you were in November uh, it's this, we're repeating the same pattern again, except last year it was through the lens of freedom and everything that comes with the five. Now it's about uh, healing and, and the month that we're in now is seven. Seven is a very different number than six. So with every year that we, <laughs> we start, January is always kind of uh, wishy-washy. It's a bit of a contradiction. We've got, you know, the, the home-centered uh, aspect of the six where we perhaps are craving rest or craving things to slow down, uh, some kind of healing. 
there's themes of community. Everything that we have coming up in this year is starting now. But first, Seven asks us to take a more analytical approach. This is actually mm. time to maybe not so get so involved in your communities yet. It's like, take a step back. Um, you know, it's more about being more introspective and going on an inward analysis and uh, uh, moving through those mental spaces first before you embark on that journey of healing. And I think that we also really need to look at the year 2020 and 2022. There's a link between those two. I've talked about that in my forecast video. It's uh, First of all, they share a link because they're numerically, just looking at it, they're very similar. We got repeating number two and a zero. Mm -hmm. And for 2020 was repeating number two and two zeros. Mm -hmm. But also the four and six have this interesting commonality uh, where they have a lot of similar traits, except obviously one is just on a different section of that spiral of life. And they have this connecting element of the home and our health. <laughs> so I don't know whether or not to be looking forward to this year or understanding that perhaps this is like part two of 2020 because 2020 was such a huge year mm. that there's a lot left unresolved. And I'm like, what is it? You know, I still think the division is so strong. It's just now we're looking, we're, we're perhaps dealing with it differently uh, than we had been in the past, but yet the, the God, the contrast is alarming. <laughs> um, and it's not necessarily that we have to move through this. So it's not a bad thing. You know, it's not really good to think about this with good and bad. Uh, but it's good to acknowledge that we're all going through these challenges together. Uh, no one's alone in, in what they're dealing with right now. Yeah, that's what I say. So, Michael, what is your thought about some of the early part of the year? Also, that concept of the unrest from 2020 may be reflected in, in this year, too. Yeah, I think that that's very possible. Um, and I guess the, where I would see that playing out a great deal is some of the, um, I guess, the more violent aspects that we had in 2020. I, I think there's still a lot of political unrest. I, I think that we're going to see... Um, again, some of the civil unrest and so forth over some very just issues, but and maybe that's part of the healing too. We're trying to sort of come to a place of, of better, but it's going through the fire to get there. Um, but I definitely think that there's still going to be um, quite a bit of, of that sort of thing, whether it's protest against police violence. Um, and then I also think a, a bit of a shift we're seeing too in, in the economy that I think will continue is the the, the labor shortage in the sense, people not wanting to do jobs where they're not being valued and, and not being compensated adequately. And so I think companies are definitely going to have to see this as not a, a temporary thing, but I think that there is a power dynamic shift that's going on. And I think 2020 sort of, you know, started that as a concept, but I think that that's going to continue to play out this year as well. Yeah, I agree with a lot of that, actually. And actually, the first um, couple months of the year, to me, kind of set the tone a little bit. Uh, I like the idea of the analytical side of it. I agree with Carrie about that, particularly for me for February for some reason. And um, I also, you know, just to mention that, because the United, United States has a big impact on the world. We're not going to just focus on the U.S., but that Pluto return is in February, um, which is uh, uh, 248 years in coming. And I found the most fascinating quote from a, a writer, uh, an African-American woman, that it has nothing to do with astrology, but the synchronicity with um, the Pluto return in the United States is in the second house of values. And one of the, th the things that needs to be uprooted has to do with our values and, and concepts of finances and ownership. And so I feel like slavery is, is kind of in that too. Uh, but she said that remarkably this year, 2022, um, and this is from her book, Cast, The Origins Are, Are Discontents, and her name is Isabel Wilkerson, and she's a Pulitzer uh, Prize winning author. I just happened to see this on my Facebook page uh, the other day. And she said, this new year, 2022, marks a turning point in American history. This is the year that the United States will have been a free and independent nation for as long as slavery lasted on the soil. That means 246 years, 1619 to 1865 versus 1776 to 2022. And this happens in July. And I thought, oh my God, that's an incredible time connection with the Pluto return. 
And so I thought, wow, we're still, things are really culminating in the racial area this year as well. And I think uh, hopefully there'll be more progress and healing too, but there can be, like Michael said, I feel it can also be, you know, more, you know, civil unrest and riots and things. But I just thought that was an amazing synchronicity. Yeah, it's, it's pretty incredible. And I, I wish that I was an astrologer sometimes or that I had time to really go very deep into that science because it's pretty incredible how all of this comes together sometimes. Uh, like they, they occasionally mirror each other extremely well, the numerology and the astrology. Um, I mean, one thing I was paying attention to for January was the, uh, the Jupiter in Pisces, I believe mm-hmm. that's happening right now. Uh, which Pisces is like dreamland subconscious and seven is non-material. So it's like, that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and six heart centered. It's like, you probably could experience like a more spiritual non-material aspect. And, you know, uh, it, it's about intuiting this month for sure. But I, yeah, I completely agree with everything that you just said. And And Michael, what you were saying before, yeah, healing is messy. And I think that, a lot of people make the mistake, myself included, that healing looks like getting better. And that's not necessarily the case. Uh, in most cases, you know, if you have like a deep wound, healing first starts with unwrapping that thing, looking at looking at it, see it's infected, getting all the bad stuff out, which is incredibly painful, flushing it out, which is incredibly painful. Believe it or not, that's healing. Uh, it sucks. It's, it's really hard. It's, it's, we're still chugging along here. Uh, and it's, you know, it's, uh, I, I'm just cautiously <laughs> watching the world being like, what's next? You know, uh, that's kind of where I'm at right now with all of this. So Michael, uh, I know you had said something before the show about the economic side of things. So you want to comment on that? Yeah, I was kind of looking at some of the trends in the the tarot and so forth that that reflect on the economy going forward. And I actually think that might be one of the bright spots this year. I think economically it could actually be a pretty decent year. Um, And I know some people are expecting bubbles to burst and and housing and so forth, but I'm not really sure that I see that happening. I think that there's still going to be a lot of enthusiasm. Um, and then I think also with the markets themselves, we're still going to see, I think, COVID be a factor. And I wouldn't be surprised again late next year to see another big surge and so forth. But but I think that the fear that was there the first time is getting less and less every time we go through something like that. So for me, I think a lot of investors will be saying, yeah, we've been here before. This is nothing new. So I don't think you're going to see the panicky kind of markets that we maybe had in 2020. Um, so as a result, I think the economy actually may do reasonably well this year. Mm, interesting. I had sort of a mixed energy, mostly positive economically, particularly like I looked at um, because I did a month to month and it was March, uh, the end of the year. But then it seemed a little bit um, weak in November. That was the only one. But but since there's gain before that, that that means that it won't necessarily, you know, crash out. And then I agree with the, the surge towards the end of the year in COVID. But I also found maybe it's just you know, connected to some of the issues of COVID, you know, with, you know, what, if people are going to go along with it, or the restriction seems to be kind of heightened in April um, and June for some reason. So maybe it has to do with gatherings, large gatherings and things like that. People, some not wanting to, you know, go along with what we've been doing. Um, And then others thinking like kind of a cautious energy around those months. Uh, yeah, I, it, from my perspective, I think that just going off of um, a literal translation, I mean, these, you can look at, at this from many angles, but I always associate uh, the numbers two, four, and eight with health, and especially with physical health, although they're all connected, health is health. Uh, I, I mostly look at the number eight. I look at the number eight because it's the material world. Um, when people are having a rough eight year, for example, it's usually like dealing with a lot of health problems, people moving through either their own or someone in their family because we're in a sixth year. It could be like just not even it's affecting you, but it's affecting you because it's affecting someone else kind of situation. Uh, for me, that would occur in February and November. 
uh, like just just for physical health. This this entire year is about health. Truly, it's about mm. your mental health. This month, uh, next month, it's more of an emphasis on physical health, but it's all connected. Uh, emotional, spiritual, mental, physical. At the end of the day, it's all health. Um, so that's it, it's just very interesting. It's very interesting to watch and see what happens for all these reasons that you mentioned as well. Um, yeah, yeah, I agree. When you're talking about the the physical part of it, um, and of course, if we're looking at the planet as a whole, one of the things I think we have to talk about is the climate because that's such a big part of our physical world. And of course, the climate change um, challenges that we're going through. And when I'm looking at it in my readings, you know, the, the year that really interests me when it comes to that is not so much 2022, but really 2023 and maybe halfway through the year. And to me, that that's potentially a point where I think I can say that as a, as a, as a globe, um, I can see a bit of a movement where we start to reach some consensus to take it more seriously. Because as we know, there, there's been, you know, not really a cohesive effort to kind of fix the climate. You have certain some people that are very into it, but we have a lot of companies and governments that are certainly not pulling their weight or, or certainly, in, you know, still trying to maintain coal as a, a viable resource for, for burning. Um, and I don't think this year we're going to see the political will to kind of really shift that a lot. But for some reason, I'm really curious about next year because I really think that there could be a bit of a bigger shift of consciousness in, in, in the coming year in 2023. So I wonder what Carrie would think about that. Yeah, that's an extremely good point. Thank you for bringing the earth guy as a, a body that we were living on into that conversation. And you're absolutely right. Seven is the non-material world. And that is the time, if any time, to have a spiritual consciousness revolution, hopefully. You know, I, I always say hopefully because, you know, for example, I, and I think we did see this last year in 2021, you know, five being such a chaotic, shake it up, revolutionary number. Whenever we approached those eight months, which I believe was December that we just had, in like March or something like that. I'd have to double check that though for, for 2021. And each time that passed, I was like, is, is the economic collapse gonna come? Like, I was just, you know, it's, I'm always hoping like uh, whenever we have a five, it shakes it up. And then seven is so great sometime after that because in between we have healing for sure, but it goes five, six, you know, chaos, six, <laughs> healing, seven, your mind you know like we go we're moving up here we get to eventually like you just said that that uh, chapter of, of consciousness and that, uh, yeah it, it will be an extremely interesting year I agree you know I wanted to also uh, give you some sort of feedback on the eight and uh, I also drew the eight of coins for November and the idea that you talk about the eight as a healing energy Kabbalistically we completely agree with you which is when I first studied, you know, my first book of numerology, and it was like eight is power, and I'm not saying it's not, but I, the Kabbalistic view seems to be more accurate from a, you know, kind of consistent point of view, like, like eight could be power through consensus, you know, group power. And my own life, when I think about learning about power, um, I feel that that is more accurate for me. And it used to confuse me a little. And so that, that idea that we all have to see what works theoretically, what doesn't work. Um, and then I did want to add something in about the climate. Uh, I had picked two animal cards. This is the first time I've done this for the, the overall world. And so the, the challenge this year is reversed salmon. And salmon is connected to, um, first of all, it's definitely really connected to certain indigenous tribes and, um, I always think of the Irish. The salmon is really revered in the Irish world. And it, it concerned me a little bit because of the connection to the water. And I'm, I'm feeling like maybe there really will be uh, a lot more issues this year between floods and hurricanes and droughts. And and um, and then then on a separate note, there's I feel like there's something with Northern Ireland. But but that that I felt uncomfortable with that, you know, being problematic this year that that area you know that the element of water and it can be related to anything connected like whether there's more fires because there's not enough rain or water but but that was one of the things I thought could happen this year too and I'm not really clear about the timing of it but just kind of as an overall theme that that's a, still a very challenging issue for the world water issues of water inequity and and imbalances 
Yeah, that's and two, this triple two that we got here uh, is uh, it's a lot of things. It's balance, et cetera. It's very emotional number, extremely emotional number when I and I associate water with emotions, you know, so it's um, that's a connection that came to mind. And as a fishery scientist, I appreciate the uh, fish <laughs> coming up in the reading. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, I thought that could also indicate even more issues in the fishery industry, too, and not just with salmon, but just overall that 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 is still a big problem area for the world. And and I'm sure that's not a really big surprise for for anyone. You know, we do have a quick question for you. is uh, do the twos in this year signify from this is from Janice? Uh, does do the twos in this year signify division and further polarization in our already fractured society? Well, for everyone, I guess a question for everybody. Yeah, that that is uh, the concern because that's already happened. We've already seen that in twenty twenty, and then now as we're in twenty twenty, uh, yeah, twenty twenty two. It, that, that's what I was exactly saying in the beginning of, of this video, this concern about uh, we're, we're not done with this story yet. Don't think you can put this down. The only way out is through. The contrast is stark. Uh, we have to strike a balance. We have to make a choice. It's about choice. Do I go left or do I go right? Do we, uh, okay, We this is left, this is right. In the middle somewhere is a happy place. Let's figure out how we can harmonize that uh, that is everything about the six as well it's just making sure you have these two contracts there's incredible dissonance especially after 2021 five is utter dissonance we need to strike a balance have that harmonize and will that happen all in one year no because we're in a two millennia <laughs> this is the chapter that we're in mm. but it's coming to a head in this century it's coming to a head we'll be dealing with this as, and you know, we're in the times where this, the things that are happening now, everything that we're talking about in this video is going to be uh, historically perceived as turning points. For sure. It's going to be like, when this happened, this happened. And I, I, we don't know what that future point is, but if we were to look back, it'd be like, this is when that started. So that's, uh, you know, I think the future is always changing. I, I personally don't like completely predictive readings because I think that we're really birthing our future as we go along here. I'm sure there's one most probable outcome, but who knows what that is. And um, it's it's um, very emotional time, very much, uh, it's, it's a little scary and I it doesn't mean that it's gonna be bad. You know, the good thing about this, I think is that we kind of take a step back and look at like our relationships because a lot of us lost a lot of people in 2020. You know, the character became very much revealed to us. We kind of now navigating hopefully new friendships, new relationships are able to uh, know what to, what, what we value, you know, a little more like you were saying in the beginning of this video. That's where, in my opinion, where the value comes from. It's like, you know, I've, I've lost so many people. Uh, how can I, uh, I don't know, reach out and maybe I don't agree with this person completely. Um, how, how can I still have a relationship with them? Or if you want to completely cut people out for the sake of your own health, that's also necessary sometimes. These are the kinds of things that come up and I, I hope that at the end of it, we do, we're, we are able somewhere to find some seed of of love that we all have that we desperately need as human beings some human connection that we very much need especially after losing a lot of people you know a lot of people lost people physically from this earth during everything that happened throughout this health crisis it's 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 like how much energy do you have to hold on to your story (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know that's where it's coming to now when are you gonna let go (laughs) Maybe like Michael's saying, that's when it happens in 2023, when it's like, that's when you start to realize I've been holding on to this story for so long. Yeah, what do you think, Michael? Yeah, I, I agree. I think that 2023 is going to be a fascinating year. I think that this year is going to be um, somewhere in between. I really see it as sort of a continuation of the last two in, in some respects. Um, 
but you know, very possibly coming towards some kind of a turning point or, or fork in the road where we'll choose to go in a, a different direction. Um, so in the long run, I think it could be good. So it's going to be fascinating for me to see how this all plays out this year. Because as I said, there there are those sort of you know chaotic roller coaster energies, but that's not always a bad thing. You know, as I said, it, it could just create opportunities for for dramatic change, especially in the coming year. You know, I I also saw like looking at sort of the themes of the cards, like this struggle this year between individuality and collective energy in general. And um, I think that that's a necessary progression because I picked uh, the reversed ant for the ally this year. And ant's usually a team player and a builder. So reversed, it is more about the individual and then, uh, like Michael said earlier, I think the breakdown of certain groups of labor forces has to happen. Like that, it can't. People can't just go back to what the menial work and the jobs. And I think that's a really good thing that that continues to happen. Um, but I, I there was one um, interesting phrase when I looked up ant, and it's sort of like reversed ants. It's a time to trust natural law over the collective influence. And I thought that was natural law. I said, oh, I like that idea. Is, and because there's, there's a lot, I think there's going to be a lot of that kind of individual energy kind of pushing through because of social media and, and how we have to trust something other than that even to become individuals that can work in collectives. <laughs> you know, because the way we're working in collectives now is just not working. You know, look at the the parties, the political parties. It's just not working. So how that means we have to it's sort of like a paradox. We have to kind of work on ourselves, but still be willing to connect collectively. And it's a kind of a dance, I feel a little this year. You're absolutely right. That was so well put. I agree. Uh, yeah. And and um, I mean, this is uh, for anyone watching right now. I mean, this is kind of a given at this point, but also don't forget the extremes. Like this is extremes. You, you have two parties, you have two this, you have two that, you have the rich, you have the poor. Well, this is our storyline right now. I don't know when this is going to end. Like I said, this is a, a millennium <laughs> and then this is a century. Uh, and, but eventually this chapter will move forward. Um, and it's a, it's just, it's pretty incredible how, how up and down day-to-day -day life can be. And we're all pretty much, I think either, whether we like it or not, we're, we're going to have to create our own peace. I think we're going to have to create a little well of, uh, you know, harmony of wellness of, of what have you. And I, I, I am very curious to see what happens with the great resignation and, and everything after that. I think that honestly in 2024, that'll be an eight year. And I was wondering, will that be when the collapse is, you know, like, will that be when, oh, actually we have to literally restructure our entire banking system because our, this, this debt-based debt economy combined with uh, incredible capitalism dis dis basically designed as an empirical society is, is not working anymore. So we got to just, you know, like that is some thought I always have too. Um, but that's, that's a little far away. I wasn't going to necessarily. <laughs> no, that's a really good point. Actually, I think it, I think it lines up. Um, I wrote it down somewhere where Pluto moves into Aquarius. So the whole emphasis on, um, the economic problems in the world began like with um, the 1% movement when Pluto moved into Capricorn and then it's going to move into Aquarius. I think it's 2023, 2024, although it, I, they're not like absolute, they're the boundary. So kind of, it looks like it might match up a little with the number system in terms of where we're going to be. Um, and I think it's great you're, pick, you're actually bringing up that we're in, I didn't think of it, we're in this two millennia. I think it's a more realistic picture of how change works in a civilization and not just in an individual life. I think a lot of things can be slower, except for technology, which we'll talk about a little bit too, which, which is going to be rapid, I think. But just other things like the way we treat each other. And, and Michael and I have had this discussion before where in some ways we're not much more evolved in in the last you know how we treat each other even in 2000 years <laughs> so, so 
Yeah, it's incredible. And the, the there's it's also incredible the level of disillusionment that still needs to happen regarding that understanding of the past and where we are now and the connection to the future. Uh, you know, uh, in 2020, mostly what I talked about was the double zero, the void energy that is a, a great disruptor in which you have everything that you've seen now with people not being able to pin down objective reality, not really understanding the extent in which their stories and their egos have influenced everything, their entire perception, but yet trying to, to disguise that as something else because the story is better. You know, it goes on and on and on. And, and I mean, it, to me, uh, understanding, like you just said, this as a very, very long story is the perspective that is, is needed. Uh, surprisingly, even though I, I, it just, it surprises me that like, that's not the, the way that we approach a lot of things. Like even just talking about, you know, American history, like people can just say, you know, I don't feel like that's true. So it's not, you know, people can say that about climate change science. It's just like, I feel like that's not true. So it's not, obviously that's not how it works. Uh, <laughs> Uh, you have to be aware of your bias. You have to be aware of things like privilege. It's X, Y, Z, the list goes on. And it's like, it's a, that's how we, we see these crazy things uh, manifest and it becomes so confusing, and so divisive when you can just uh, ignore objective reality and uh, go based on your feelings, which is also the number two, a very dark side of number two is this mm. naive aspect of, of egoic emotional you know reactionary existence it's terrifying for <laughs> someone like me i'm an intj i'm an, mostly an aquarius like just looking at things from an air element perspective I, it, the world is a scary place but it's also very interesting it's like a, a really bad reality tv show so that's another way to look at it so michael what do you what do you want to say uh with all, all that we're talking about do you want to weigh in a little bit yeah, I mean, I think I agree with pretty much everything you guys are talking about. Um, and it's really interesting to see that we're coming from different points of view from the tarot and, and other systems and numerology. And yet there is sort of a, I think we agree a lot more than we disagree on some of the themes, which I think is really, really cool. Um, and yeah, it's going to be a fascinating year this year. And it's so funny when Kerry said uh, uh, how 2020 was disruptive. Boy, that's a really great way to describe that year for sure. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. So I, yeah. I also, um, I, I was going to mention, oh, I, it seemed to me there was a lot of feminine energy uh, in the cards overall. I mean, you know, feminine, not which can reflect like politically at, into women and girls. And I thought there would be more attention even um, on things connected, the issues connected to um, you know, the women and the girls and hopefully the, the missing indigenous women and girls and all, all of that placed. And then I, I did sort of a quick look at Roe versus Wade and I, I thought it was going to be upheld, but there was a, something a little weird about it. So since it's the first time I've really looked at something like that, it looked like they're supposed to have a decision in July, but I thought it might be August instead. And um, it was largely positive. Um, it wasn't a hundred percent, but I still felt, okay, I'm going to sort of like bet on that it's going to uh, be upheld. And, uh, but I do think there's more coming to the surface and, and some of it will be because of the healing aspect painful. Like the, I don't think it's going to be, you know, everything's great necessarily, but I, I felt there was a lot of sort of energy around the feminine and, um, and that could also indicate women and girls throughout the world, especially since you know, there's a lot more girl power that's been happening, I feel. Yeah, yeah. Women's health issues is a, a huge part of this for sure. Uh, I don't even know where to, how to begin talking about that, but absolutely. And it's, uh, you know, the, the way that we treat the earth is mirrors how we are treating women. I'll just say that. You know, uh, I think the earth to us is something that you use and abuse. It's a, it's a thing that exists for us in our crazy paradigm, when really it's because that exists, we are here. It's the other way around. It is the creator. That's also how, you know, we can reflect on that comparison. But 
it's a, that, that's such a vast issue that comes up and it's, again, very, very messy. Six, the year that we're in is uh, the nurturer. It's a nurturing number. That's how we come to healing. You know, as a six, someone with a six life path, they're the parent, whether they like it or not, you know, they're a parent to, you know, their friends, their pets, you know, if they don't actually have kids. And um, I think, uh, yeah, perhaps people will awaken to divine feminine through this modality. I could see that connection for sure. And there is a lot of corrupt themes that have, have been always happening in our history regarding that for sure. I do think that social themes are definitely going to be a very big part of this year. Um, a lot of the, the energies I'm looking at, I think, really zero in on that. So whether that's human rights, whether that's um, racial issues, um, you know, all sorts of things like that. But but I, I'm women's issues, obviously, too, you know, as you said, playing into that. But I definitely think that it's one of those energies where I, I think that that that's just going to be a very big part of the year, dealing with a lot of those kind of issues and hopefully dealing with them in a very constructive way. I think it's going to be a little of both, I think, in the sense that the in order to create that healing, there is going to be protest and disruption and so forth as part of that. But I think ultimately moving everything in a direction that I think overwhelmingly will be a lot more positive in the future. Yeah, I, I totally agree. It does seem like that collective energy of things that, you know, represent uh, the injustices that started, some of them in 2020, as far as getting more attention, uh, is going to continue. And I, I think there can be some more breakthroughs around that for sure. I also thought there would be some interesting um, rise in, in some new leaders in the springtime. I, I thought, um, I got a feeling it could be both positive and negative, <laughs> like in terms of, but more visibility in terms of um, who they are and what they're, they plan to do in the world and what they're already doing uh, so I thought March was kind of interesting for that uh, kind of as a focus. March for me, I have, uh, I think that will be a nine month. Six and nine are natural matches. So that's always something to think about, something that comes together and is like a little boost. You know, perhaps a major theme for the six year happens then, you never know. Um, and nine is, I don't know if this would be relevant to you at all, but it's uh, very much a year, or sorry, a month of endings. So something comes to a conclusion that month, it's processing the past, it's uh, moving through, you know, uh, a lot of the present moment as, as well. And it becomes about a lot of deep themes because the nine is, is an incredible number. Um, I mean, they're all art, but <laughs> it's a, a very evolved, place so it's it'll be interesting to see that when the six and the nine come together mm. what would happen like i said i don't know how that would look like with what you just said but i thought it was worth mentioning oh definitely because uh I, i've been listening a little more to the whole tesla 369 and what that is so i i've been thinking more of the the, the combined or the connection between all those numbers so that is interesting yeah 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 so on a different note, I did want to mention something broader, too, is one of the things I've been wanting to do more is look at how predictions affect the cosmos. Like it, we're, we're very people centered, all of us that do predictions, because, well, often it's obvious why. But but, you know, the James Webb telescope was launched December 24th and Saturn is in Aquarius. And um, it's easy to see that we're going to be entering in the next 25 years an incredible period for space exploration. I, I think it's going to really kind of blow our minds. I, I found myself during the pandemic, I rewatched so much of Star Trek that I started thinking like, why am I doing this? <laughs> I mean, I you can you can talk to Michael, I almost missed the end of, of Voyager because they were going to take it off Prime. And so I quickly watched all and I'm going to finish this whole thing by God. But I found, oh, it's the pulse, it's coming, these, these inventions, this space exploration, it's just going to really blow our minds, I feel. And I think that since Saturn's in Aquarius already, there should be some advancements with the, the, the whole space movement. I think more attention is going to be put on it in the next three or four years, more money for it. So I'm really kind of excited about that part. 
It's funny. I, I was uh, making a prediction, and I'll do it now since we're kind of in that genre and just for fun, is I wanted to look at um, aliens <laughs> and ancient aliens. Um, and I do think that this year there's going to be more information coming out, which I think will allow Giorgio and all the ancient alien people to have a lot of exciting things to talk about. But, but according to my reading, there's still an awful lot that isn't being released and is still being hidden. So in the end, the truth will still be out there. I love that. Do you think there'll be any more interesting sightings? Yeah, I think so. I, I think that this is going to be a fascinating year where I do think that there is, and not just sightings, I think there are going to be plenty of those. But but I also think that it's another one of those times where information will either get leaked or released that is going to continue to kind of build on. We've seen that over the last couple of years. Again, the government's trying to release a little bit more information about what they've been researching and and finding. And I think there'll still be some more of that this year. So it's more like hints. It's more like just kind of a, a wink, wink kind of a thing. But as I said, I don't think we're going to get the full story this year either. Mm. Cool. Cool. What do you think about the, the alien connection? I think that's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't, you know, I don't know what the new the aliens think about um, numerology, but <laughs> I, I wonder about that some, sometimes because, you know, I, astrology changes when you're a different being floating around doing other stuff, right? Doesn't mm -hmm. that make sense? Because, you know, probably when you enter your solar system, it becomes a theme, I would imagine, and then you leave and then there's some other theme somewhere else. That's how I imagine it. I don't actually know, of course. Mm -hmm. I don't know how you know that. But uh, it's like they're above. Uh, they're, they're working with something else. And so you know, we, I, I, we're, we're just, this has helped me understand the human story. I don't know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Anything beyond that is like, it's, you're dealing with a whole other existence, a whole other uh, plane of reality, honestly. Mm -hmm. It's kind of an interesting question, really. If an alien were to come here and it's a different near year numerologically on their planet, is it going to be a hybrid of the two once they arrive on our planet, or are they going to switch over to, to our, our year and have to play by our rules? So I think that would be a very, Funny thing to explore. That yeah, is interesting. Do they take their personal vibrations into other universes? Good question. That's what I'm wondering, actually. Yeah. And it's a, I mean, does vibration, do you, do you does, is vibration even like uh, pinned down that specifically when you get to that level? Like, do you move through such specific clockwork chapters anymore? Or is it just all one, you know, like at zero? The number zero would be that um, that is like inside and outside and everywhere all the time, almost omnipresent. Uh, and it's it's like I don't know what the right word for it is. It is honestly it's it's beyond our mental capacities. It's hard to find a word for this. The human brain it's it's really hard to comprehend it with our language structures and our everything. That's that's really hard. And I think they exist outside of that. Not that that's not anything that they ever deal with. I think it's just, it's so uh, rudimentary to them that it's not even relevant. <laughs> it's like, you know, um, I, I don't know, like uh, some old technology to us that it's still relevant. You know, like, yeah, it does, it does work like that. But also there's this that you haven't found out yet. Um, or uh, I don't know, there's, there's so many paths that you could walk down uh, philosophically with that. Mm -hmm. It's interesting. Yeah, the whole vibration idea i would like to explore more um in detail someday because you know it's thrown a lot around in in you know the new age movement in ways that i think are kind of superficial and yet you know there's great minds like again tesla talks about everything being vibration and 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 then there's this kind of misunderstanding like your vibe is not good <laughs> and i don't think that's quite what is going on when you're talking about higher vibrations and lower vibrations not necessarily being lesser but more dense you know so we're you know that yeah that, and that i think it'd be interesting at some point to really dig into what is meant by it and and if if vibration is the same everywhere in all universes or does it vary i don't know it's a kind of cool idea Good question. Yes, I always wonder that because this is a duality conscious world. This is a duality world. Is it like that everywhere else? Mm -hmm. Like what? I don't know. That's something I've always wondered. Yeah, and that's connected to the two, <laughs> the whole exactly. duality, you know. I did want to mention about the six in the Kabbalah. It is the center of the tree of life. 
And uh, I mean, in tradition, in sort of traditional, in sort of um, some well-known people like Dianne Fortune writes in her book that it's where the higher self descends into the personality. And uh, so that's that that connection to the higher self could be easier under a six. Uh, And then we find in readings that sixes have a need to be flexible and that they sometimes have a vagueness about them. But one of the words we like to use is is faith and not in a religious way, but sort of having faith that you'll figure things out and that, you know, let things unfold. And um, so that's just from more from the, the Kabbalistic point of view. Yeah, I think that when harmonization is your thing, when a vibration, that is vibration, you're the vibration of vibration, you know, it's just like a, a not being able to be so separate from everything, uh, not being able to, uh, you know, it, like one tune affects another tune, it's like a song, you know, it, it it's all comes together into one. And so that makes a lot of sense to me in um, like a compatibility aspect, so to speak, or I don't know, it's hard to, it's a very, very philosophical discussion that like, if I were to ponder about, I think I'd have some deeper insights and that's, that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Michael, I think you wanted to say something about Bitcoin. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everybody's into it. So uh, I did want to look at that too, crypto in general. And um, I think that there's going to be some significant gains made by it again this year. Um, but I think you got to be very careful. And I'm looking at an energy, especially over the summer, where there could potentially be a bubble that will burst in it. So um, got to be on your toes, guys, you know, if you're going to be investing in it. I just don't think it's a set it and forget it energy this year. And I think that there's the potential to do well with it. But again, you know, I'm just looking at that summer energy when it comes to crypto. And, and I think it could be could be very challenging. You know, we could see a very significant correction. Mm, interesting. Yeah, I saw my first uh, Bitcoin atm in venice so that was interesting <laughs> i didn't know they had them <laughs> yeah i'm afraid bitcoin is going to still be a thing but as i said if you're going to invest in it there's just a lot of wild fluctuation and it's been that way but i think it's going to be even more so this year so maybe it's because it's an emerging disruptive technology that's struggling to be born and and i'm sure that there are plenty of traditional forces trying to keep it at bay for their own reasons as well. But, um, and I don't want to get into, again, the politics of it so much, but I think if you're going to look at it as an investment, um, especially over the summer, I think just be very, very cautious. Mm -hmm. Good advice. I think, because I I definitely have clients that ask about that. So um, there was one more thing I wanted to mention about the reversed salmon. I did mention that I was a little concerned about Northern Ireland, the old, scars and battles coming out again um, and resurfacing. Uh, And then there was an interesting key phrase I got from the medicine card book uh, about reverse salmon, and it was recklessness may keep you from achieving a goal. And I thought, wow, recklessness, that's a good one for 2020 and probably for 2022. This, the, the, uh, that, that's not, that's the challenge not to, be reckless, whether it's in your personal life and relationship to the larger world. And um, so that that idea, maybe going back to the beginning where Carrie was talking about, you know, the analytical side of, of things and kind of going within. And so uh, just sort of a cautionary note, uh, the animal cards really can be helpful in terms of how to approach things I find. That's, yeah, that's, I have an animal card deck that I really like, and yeah, it's really interesting. You know, I, I use, I use card decks for supplemental purposes in my practice, and I'm, I'm a numerologist first and everything second, and I find that it's really interesting, just as a quick side note, how like each, each deck, not even just Oracle and Tarot, but each deck individually within that category offers something interesting like that now that you said that i agree actually that does make a lot of sense when i pull out like the the animal totems and uh, you know elements like that but um yeah it rests that recklessness is very much uh, a theme for sure that's what it feels like and i mean if i were to recommend anything to you i'd say slow down perhaps a little bit this year because uh 
it, that that's what we're supposed to do. Like repeating number two, for example, whenever people are seeing that constantly, like they're being quite haunted by it, it usually means that they need to slow down. They're moving too fast. We have been moving extremely fast. Um, it's hard because, you know, like our lives didn't, was not put on pause. Like we still have to move through them, but perhaps just consider things more cautiously, more slowly. Don't force things. Uh, forcing things will not lead to good things. It'll lead to miscommunication. You'll make stupid mistakes that, you know, you wouldn't have normally made. And it's hard to heal when you're moving fast because you don't, you can't, you're not going to slow down enough to look at anything. It's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. I like that. What do you think, Michael, about the concept of slowing down this year? Yeah, I, I think that that's going to be um, a part of things, perhaps, you know, because there is a bit of a reset type of energy. And I think that it's one of those places where I think to use this year as a place to to try and frequently pause and reflect um, as a way of establishing that new direction going forward next year, I think it would be very helpful. So, and it, it is kind of an energy that for me is about sort of cleaning up some of the old stuff. So I, I think again, you know, it's hard to charge forward and do that at the same time. So uh, a pause to get your house in order, a pause to kind of, you know, reevaluate, you know, where am I, where do I want to go from here? Um, and I think that where it's going to get tough for people is if they don't want to evolve. So, so we, we sort of see these companies that are having a struggle with the idea that their employees now want to work from home. They don't want to come into the office anymore. And some of the, the newer companies are, are, who are younger are embracing that. But some of the older, more traditional companies are really struggling with it because it's a very different way of doing things. And it's not the way we've done it for the last 50 years. So it's very scary to kind of move into a new way of doing things. And so for me, I think if we're, not, if we're going to hold on to the past, if we're going to fight to stay there, then, then I think it's going to be a tough year. But I think if we're willing to kind of let that go and, and really kind of embrace a new way of doing things and a new way of, of living and being, then, then I think it becomes a year with a lot of opportunity. I totally agree. And I'm glad you brought that up because I feel like the dust is going to start to be, not completely settle, but some of the changes that happen or forced to happen, it's going to start to, to become really apparent that people want to keep some of that and that... I think small businesses can do well this year um, and that innovation. And then there will probably be some aspects that that might be good from the old regime. But I agree with Michael with that, you know, the companies that are struggling to change. I, I think that you just we cannot we just can't go backwards. It's just not even possible, I feel. so. Yeah, and, and not even companies struggling to change, but individuals as well. I think it's just embracing the idea that it's a new world and a new way of doing and living and being. And, and we have to just embrace that and not fight it. Yeah, I totally agree. So we, we have like about three minutes left. Um, is there something you'd like to sort of leave people with, uh, Carrie? Any thoughts or? Um. I mean, I think that I, what I was saying in the beginning is, I mean, what I could leave with people for now, it's, uh, we're, we're going to find out what happens this year eventually, you know, checking in is always good to just be like, all right, you know, what's, what's happening now? I just wanted to, in the beginning of this video, people to know that if they are exhausted, if they are emotionally wrought, if they are physically struggling you know there's there's so many areas in which I feel like we're like not really sure if we can continue doing what we're doing the way that we've been doing it whether yeah that's with corporations uh, as entities or individuals too uh you can make a choice this year to change that you know perhaps you did get what you wanted uh in 2021 and it turned out that that came with a lot of stuff that you didn't necessarily want with that you know that's always a possibility too or perhaps something did come to fruition but now you have a lot of extra on your plate or perhaps that you've been trying to continue on you know a new path of using old ways that's another common thing mm. too um you, last year we had a lot of change and now you can start applying a, a different path now that we are at this triple two um, energy go left or right consider the middle consider the middle <laughs> and slow down that's what i gotta say <laughs> oh, i agree that's lovely i that's a wonderful way to sort of end the show on and make sure if you want to 
get a reading with Carrie Jane, then you can go to our website. Her contact information is all there. It's Metanoa Souls, and she also has a YouTube channel called Metanoa, M-E-T-A-N-O-I-A. But go to our website. The contact information is there as well. And thank you all for tuning into our first show of 2022. We look forward to bringing you some new guests, some old friends, and we hope you have a wonderful meaningful 2022 as well so join us next time as we continue to explore the esoteric and the obscure together have a great week